You're listening to The Spiritual Awakening Show. I go by Brent Spirit, and this is part 24 of the ongoing Kundalini Awakening series. Today's topic addresses one of the most common questions and challenges that I see those on the path struggling with. How the heck do we talk about our Kundalini Awakening process with our friends and family? It's not an easy thing to do. Many are likely to not be able to understand us, and they can sometimes even judge us, shut us down, or even distance themselves from us if we bring this topic up and they're not ready to hear about it. This is weird stuff, let's be honest. We can't really blame people for not being receptive to it. So today, I'll be sharing some tips and insights for navigating this dynamic in a healthy and balanced way. These are things that I learned myself, often through great difficulty, some awkward situations, some difficult conversations with people, and so I'm passing them on to you. You can be sure to check out the other parts of this series for more tips and principles to help you get through your process safely and smoothly. You can also check out the YouTube videos on my channel as well. And you can visit brentspirit.com for more free content just like this. You can also find out how to connect with me, to offer any feedback, to ask me any questions about your journey, or to find out about meeting with me one-on-one for a video or audio call. Now let's get right into it. Enjoy the episode. The question is, you know, how do we navigate our relationships? How do we talk to the people in our life about our Kundalini process? Specifically, how do we talk about it to those who aren't going through it, who've never heard of it, who want nothing to do with it? How do we manage this dynamic? Okay, of course, we have people in our lives that we care about, people in lives that we share very intimate things we share about all the exciting things the difficult things and of course we're also going through this process which is incredibly significant you know we can't put words to how significant it is so how do we reconcile this where we want to talk about this really exciting topic to people who we normally would talk about you know anything and everything with and yet it's so far out so difficult to comprehend, so difficult to express, so difficult to believe. So how do we you know, bridge the gap here? How do we find some balance? Well, often, I'm sure you've experienced it. I know I have. You know, you approach somebody in your life and you tell them, hey, you know, I've had these experiences and they may shut you down. They may ignore you. They may change the topic. They may label you as crazy or suggest that you, you know, stop exploring any of this stuff before, you know, you get into trouble. They may call it demonic. They may call it um, very dangerous and that sort of thing. And of course, there can be a, you know, they, they can have an attitude of, of meaning well for us. And, you know, we can honor that and, and be appreciative of that. But ultimately, many people aren't willing to really sit with us and understand what we're going through. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but we can't we can't really blame them, of course. So let's look at some of the motivations for why we may want to share about our process, our spirituality with other people, right? So some of these motivations, if you reflect on them with self-awareness, you may feel a little guilty because some of them can be, you know, ego-based. I don't want you to feel guilty. I just want you to become, you know, aware of these patterns as they may arise within you and know that they arise within everybody, myself as well. We've all experienced these things. It's only natural. It's only normal. Okay. So we don't want to beat ourselves up if we sort of have a a realization. Like, for example, 
you know, one of the main reasons that we want to speak about our spirituality with other people in our lives is because on some level, either very obviously or, you know, maybe subconsciously, we're seeking their validation, right? We may want people to recognize us as these, you know, special spiritual superheroes. We want them to recognize that we've attained something, you know, we've attained Kundalini awakening, we've attained enlightenment, or we've attained self-realization. I mean, we want them to recognize this, you know, in the same way that, you know, if you accomplish something in your career, you know, on some level, you want people to validate you and say, oh, good job, great for you, this is awesome, right? And so we want, on some level, we want to share our spirituality with others because we want some sort of uh, validation. We may want them to revere us. Then we may want them to finally recognize that we do know what we're talking about, that we do have all the answers, that we are wise, that we're evolving, we're evolved, you know, that we're enlightened. You know, we want, we want these types of recognitions at time, right? So notice if you can catch yourself with these sort of motivations, wanting to share, wanting to express yourself, talk about some of the spiritual experiences that you've had, or talk about your new way of perceiving the world, your new meditative states of consciousness. What's motivating you to share these with people who aren't necessarily going out of their way to ask you about how your spirituality is going, right? What is motivating you to share these things? And I remember, like I said, it happens to everybody. You know, I've been there many, many times. But eventually, the aim is to first recognize these motivations, you know, to seek validation, to seeking fulfillment from other people, you know, recognizing us as, you know, enlightened, spiritual, whatever. And then once you become awareness to that, eventually we want to, you know, move beyond it to a point where, we're actually embodying those higher states of consciousness that we want some people, that we want others to recognize about ourselves. Once we're actually abiding in those places, the paradox is that we don't actually want people's validation, right? We don't want them to necessarily recognize us because we don't rely on it because we've found fulfillment and peace and contentment truly within ourselves. And from that place, we don't really care if people, you know, pat us on the back or, you know, give us a trophy for our spiritual accomplishments because the spiritual accomplishment itself is the reward, right? So in order to get to that place, of course, we have to go through all of these these stages. And like, like I said, I've been there as well. And I can still slip up and, you know, you know, seek validation, seek people, you know, recognizing me as a spiritual guy or whatever, right? So the other reason that we might want to share about our spirituality, about our process, about our kundalini process, is because we may want other people to give us permission, to move forward with it, right? So we may turn to those who we respect, you know, we respect their opinion, we respect what they think, we respect their advice, their support. And so we turn to them and we say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. What do you think? Should I should I keep going? Do I have your permission to pursue this process? Uh, do you think it's real? Because I really trust what you think. And if you think it's, you know, ridiculous, then I'm probably going to believe you because of course, I don't have full trust in myself. I don't have full trust in my own uh, inner master who can guide me, who can lead me. And so I need somebody else to give me a little bit of a green light, to give me a little bit of a push, to give me permission, right? And so you can catch yourself with these types of motivations as well. And once again, of course, you know that we all, we all do this. We are all naturally inclined to seek authority outside of ourselves. Of course, as babies, as children, this is how we operate. And often we don't, have the full proper context to grow out of that. So even into our adulthood, we are still living in this mentality of somebody else knows better than me, right? Somebody else can guide me and support me. I need permission from somebody else. But eventually you want to come to a point where you are mature, wise, self-confident, and you can recognize that 
what you're experiencing is valid, right? You don't need somebody else to come along and to say, yeah, go ahead with this process or yeah, this sounds like Kundalini process. So keep going. You know, we don't need other people's, you know, stamp of approval per se, right? So we have to be mindful of this in order to move forward on our journey because sometimes if those if we're relying on permission from other people and they don't give it to us, well then we can, you know, fall into fall into self-sabotage in a way as well on this journey, which is a very common thing for many, many people. So keep in mind that, like I said, we have to recognize our own inner master. We have to become our own master in this way. Trusting in ourselves, trusting in our own wisdom, trusting in the wisdom of the kundalini within us, trusting in the inner guru, trusting in our higher selves, our intuition, whatever you want to call it. This system knows how to carry out this whole process. It doesn't need you know, permission from anybody else outside of you. You know, you didn't need permission to go through puberty. You know, you don't need permission to heal a cut or, or to breathe your lungs. Your body knows what to do. It's autonomous in this way, and it can also be autonomous in the Kundalini process as well. So you don't need to, you know, seek this type of permission from people outside of ourselves. So what we want to do is we want to get our power back. We want to stop giving it away. We want to bring our power back to ourselves. And when we do that, then we may find that we actually don't need to speak about our Kundalini process to those in our life, seeking their validation, seeking their permission, okay? So this is a couple of the motivations for why we want to share in the first place and why, of course, it becomes so uncomfortable because people don't receive it. Because one, if we're seeking their validation, they don't give it to us, we're going to be uncomfortable. If we're seeking their permission and they don't give it to us, we're going to be uncomfortable, right? Things can get awkward and we may feel lost and confused, right? And that's because, like I said, we're fulfilled within ourselves. The inner master is here. That's the only permission that we need, which is, you know, from ourselves. And so we just have to give ourselves the green light, okay? And then, of course, the other reason that we may be motivated to speak about our Kundalini process or spiritual awakening process is because we're seeking support. You know, we're seeking guidance from other people. We want somebody else to help us, right? Because of course, this journey can be very challenging. You know, we may experience all sorts of difficulties, difficulties, and we may want other people to support us. And this is completely reasonable. You know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with seeking support. I encourage it. Actually, I encourage that we are humble, that we are willing to acknowledge that we cannot do this on our own. We need some support. And whether that comes in the form of a physical teacher books, maybe videos, talks, uh, maybe it's going into meditation and praying, consulting with our inner guidance, seeking the wisdom of, of uh, great masters that are either, you know, in their bodies today or, or, you know, passed on. We want to be humble enough to seek support, right? But this is something very important to understand here. And it, it's rather obvious, but so many people, you know, fail to see it. But the fact of the matter is that nobody can support you on this journey to do with kundalini process in a very direct way, in a useful way, in a meaningful way, unless they are experiencing it or have experienced it themselves. Okay, this is just a fact. You cannot expect somebody who has not gone through this process to be able to help you very much. Okay, so this is so important to keep in mind because for some reason I noticed a lot of people will recognize that they're in kundalini process and then they will seek the guidance or support from somebody else without actually vetting that person, without actually inquiring, you know, did this person actually go through the Kundalini process? Or am I just assuming that they know the answers because, you know, they're, they like yoga or they're into yoga, they're a yoga teacher or something. Like, we got to really vet the people that we're talking to, 
find out if they've actually gone through the process knowing that if they haven't they can't really help us they may be able to help us with specific things like for example say you uh, are, are are experiencing a lot of muscle pain right a lot of muscle tension as you're going through this process yeah you can seek the support of of a, of a masseuse and the masseuse doesn't necessarily have to know anything about kundalini and they can give you a really good massage but you're not going to ask them you know to talk to you about how kundalini is going to you know, make your muscles tense up and stuff like that. They're not going to know about that, but they may know really well about how to relieve the tension. That's fine. So we want to be mindful and use our discernment when we're approaching people asking for support and how we do that, okay? So typically, people who have not experienced Kundalini Awakening, when you talk to them about it, when you bring this up, they will probably respond in one of two ways, okay? So the first way is that if they're truly a very open-minded, open-hearted person and they're mature, emotionally mature, psychologically mature, they'll be able to really care about you and they'll listen without judgment. They'll hold space for you to share about your experience, right? And they may say something like, you know, honestly, I haven't experienced this myself, but I believe you and I hope that things work out for you and I'm here for you. If there's something I can do, let me know. But I don't know much about this, but sounds like what you're saying is something pretty interesting, pretty challenging, pretty exciting, and I'm happy for you. I hope it all works out. And so if you come across a person like this in your life, cherish them. They are rare. These are very rare gems of people, but uh, you know they're great to have around because they're, like I said, like I said, they're very open-hearted, open-minded, mature, caring, even though they have not necessarily gone through the process, okay? So those are the rare people that you may come across will be able to support you in that way simply by holding space for you they may not have any answers for you but they'll be able to hold space for you which is very very meaningful in and of itself okay as well they may also be able to recommend you to another resource or another person right they may say hey you know what i heard this book i heard about this guy he was talking about this kundalini maybe he can help you right whereas on the other hand there are some people who may scoff at you they may you know, say, oh, that's a bunch of baloney. They may shut shut down themselves, you know, not want to talk about it. They may shut you down. They may change the topic. You know, they may even start to distance themselves from you because, you know, you're talking about Kundalini awakening and it's, it's understandably, it's, it's weird stuff, right? It's really bizarre, crazy, weird, trippy stuff. And for some, it can be scary. It can conflict with their worldviews. And so they, they just want nothing to do with this. And so they're not able to really hold space for you. They're not really to, able to support you. And they're not even able to, you know, say, hey, why don't you check out this book I heard about? Nothing. They just want nothing to do with it. And, you know, it can be very uncomfortable when we encounter these types of people because, you know, they may be people that we have really meaningful relationships with, that we, that we care about, that they care about us. But when we bring this topic up of, kundalini you know they, they run the other direction this can bring a lot of pain because they may be people that we are naturally inclined to want their support their validation you know maybe really great friends parents partners um and, and unfortunately they just aren't able to support us in this way okay and today i'm going to share some practices with you share some ideas as well to sort of bring you some peace on this topic because i know it can be really really uncomfortable really really heartbreaking at times as well okay so let's look a little bit into why why people really want nothing to do with this scoff at it don't believe it okay so my approach with all of this this whole topic of spirituality is to be grounded to be skeptical open-minded but skeptical to be rational to use my own guidance my own 
experience as well to inform, you know, how I move through this world. I don't want to just grab a spiritual idea and then just run with it, right? I want to use it as an experiment, okay? So we want to be rational. We want to be grounded. And so I'm very comfortable in admitting that, yes, this is something that I've been experiencing for a long time. This is the most, the topic that I'm the most passionate about, you know, Kundalini awakening. But I can, I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, this seems like absolute nonsense. Like it seems absolutely ridiculous, okay? And so we have to be reasonable and just admit this to ourselves. Like, yeah, okay. We're talking about like some like snake energy that like is at the base of your spine and there's chakras and like this energy is going to go up your spine and like when it goes up, it's going to like transform you and you're going to realize God and realize that you are God and then like, like this is all really, really weird stuff, okay? So we got to like admit this, recognize this and then not put so much pressure on the people in our lives when they aren't able to accept it or, or acknowledge it or, you know, hold space for us, okay? Like it's it's pretty ridiculous stuff, right? So we have to admit that, okay? So that's like the first step. If you're not able to really do that, then you're caught up in like, it, it, it's immature if you're not able to do that, I think. You're caught up in too much of a belief and it's like become a dogma for you. Whereas if you're genuinely interested in like the truth, genuinely interested in, direct experience well then you'd be able to say yeah like this is pretty weird stuff okay even though you may know full well that you're experiencing it directly you can acknowledge like yeah i don't expect other people to really buy into this okay so keep that in mind it's very very important be reasonably be grounded you know give people the opportunity to not accept this openly okay and in that same vein i would invite you to also consider that there's probably a point in your life where you would have completely dismiss this as well okay i would have myself right so if you find other people that are in the same position that you've once been in of course we have to just let them be right we can't you know try to shake them and like convince them that it's real because there may have been a point in your life like i said where if somebody came and shook you and tried to convince you that it was real you wouldn't have like you wouldn't have budged and i know this it's the same for me i was even aware of this topic of kundalini and I was like, this is all nonsense. Like I, would, I read about it and stuff. And I was like, what, what is all this? This is nonsense. Until it started to happen to me, right? And then I had to, you know, be humble and, and reevaluate, right? And so that's, that's uh, a little bit about the foundational approach that we should take when we're talking about this topic with other people, when we want to explore this idea of, of how do we approach Kundalini with, you know, with the people that we have in our lives. So... The other reasons here that people aren't open to it. So Kundalini awakening, like I said, so there's this divine force that, you know, it's in your body or it's not in your body. It's like in your energetic body. You could say it's all this, you know, it's really hard to express, hard to understand. If we can even understand that, then we have to understand that, okay, it exists. It's meant to purify, heal, transform, and evolve us, help us to awaken spiritually, help us to have a mystical experience with divinity, with God. Okay, fine. Even if we were to acknowledge that, that's going to challenge a person's worldviews on very, very significant levels, right? So if somebody acknowledges, okay, yeah, Kundalini is real, now they're going to have to now go in and revisit all of their beliefs at the foundation of their worldview about their human potential, their purpose, meaning, about God, whether they believe in God or don't. They're going to have to reevaluate their ideas about science, 
about religion, about all of these topics, okay? So that's a lot to ask a person, right? That's a lot to ask a person. Hey, believe me when I talk about Kundalini, that's happening to me. And with that also means that you're going to have to reevaluate everything to do in your life and your worldview, right? That's, that's a really, really a big ask of people in our lives, especially if they're not experiencing it. And so we don't want to put that kind of pressure on people, okay? Secondly, if they were open to this idea, they would naturally become very passionate about it. Then that would mean that they would have to be open and begin to do their own deep work, right? Addressing their own issues, addressing things like trauma, okay? This is also something that's a lot to ask a person, right? So you can't really be open to the idea of Kundalini, accept it, discuss it, and then ignore ideas of healing, ideas of introspection, of self-reflection. They go hand in hand. So if you accept Kundalini, you've got to also accept your responsibility to you know, reflect, to be willing to heal, to meditate, to sit with yourself, etc. So those are, of course, very, very scary things, right? Very difficult. They're heavy things, right? So we don't want to also put too much pressure on people to start doing their inner work prematurely when they're not ready, right? Sometimes we think that, you know, everybody can just begin to do their inner work like any time. But the fact of the matter is, no, like people need to be ready. They need to feel safe enough to begin to do that work. And that happens at their own pace, right? And so we can't, you know, force people into doing their work and force people into buying into this idea of, kundalini and evolution and spiritual awakening and all that okay so uh, with that said when people aren't ready kundalini just won't hit their radar like they'll completely overlook it and it's because their journey at the moment has more pertinent more relevant themes that they need to address if kundalini were to you know become a theme in their life it would distract them from the other topics that they've got to you know explore right now in their life so we want to honor the times in other people's lives, uh, honor their journey, honor their unfolding at the pace that it's meant to unfold. And remember also look back at your own journey. There were probably times in your life where you had other pertinent themes. And if Kundalini, um, you know, was a topic that came up, you would have completely overlooked it and ignored it because it wasn't relevant to you at the time. So this is what's going on for other people. So we want to honor their process. And we also want to remember that, you know, not everyone is meant to undergo Kundalini awakening in this lifetime, right? Not everybody. People have other themes, other missions, other purposes. There's nothing wrong with that. We, we don't all have to awaken our kundalini, right? We It's not necessary at this time. Okay, so keep that in mind as well. I know there's sometimes there's ideas of people thinking like the ascension on the planet, the planetary awakening is meaning everybody's going to go through a kundalini awakening. I hope not because things would get like pretty wild and crazy and, and chaotic. We need some people who aren't on this journey to keep us grounded to keep things moving, uh, you know, to so that a few of us at times can take our, our space and go through this process and the world will continue to operate smoothly and whatever. You know, if we all go through it suddenly, like that's, that's madness, okay? So with all that said, how then can we approach this topic of Kundalini, topic of spiritual awakening with people in our lives, our loved ones, our partners, our friends, our parents? How can we talk about it with them? How do we approach this topic? So, Firstly, it's important to recognize that Kundalini awakening is a rare phenomena. Okay, it's rare. You may feel that, yes, there is an ascension taking place, which there is. There is a mass awakening happening on the planet. But even still, Kundalini is still rare amongst those who are awakening spiritually. Okay, it's not something that everybody's going to go through. And it's rare. And on the internet, sometimes we can get into a bit of a 
bubble in which the algorithms are constantly showing us things about spiritual matters, Kundalini awakening. We're in groups online. We're on, you know, we've got all these friends and stuff on, on social media from that we've met around the world and they're all into Kundalini. They're all into spirituality. And this can put this idea in our head that this must be a very common thing. The internet has done this. It's made us feel as if all everybody's, you know, experiencing the things that we're interested in. And that's not really true. Okay. So this is a rare phenomena and we don't want to cheapen this rare sacred experience by talking about it to everybody as if this is an everyday thing. It's not. And so of course we don't want to just, you know, talk about it with everybody, right? It's something so, so meaningful and sacred. You want to treat it with that type of reverence, that type of respect, just like how we're told, you know, I guess in, in Catholicism, talk about, you know, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Same idea. You want to give that type of reverence to this topic of Kundalini. You know, we don't want to just talk about this very sacred experience just in vain as if it's something, you know, every day, as if it's something very, you know, something to take lightly. It's so, so sacred. And we want to approach it with that type of, of reverence and respect as well. Okay. So you may have a great friend, for example, you know, somebody that you share everything with. And you may think, well, you know, this is my best friend. I've known them my whole life. How can I not tell them about my spiritual experiences? You know, I tell them everything. How can I not open up to them about this? And how can they not be there to listen to me and honor my experience and support me and give me permission and validate me? They've done that for everything else in my life, but why can't they do it for this topic? Well, here's the thing. Even though they may be your best friend, yeah, you may think that you are able to tell them everything. But what I'm willing to bet is that you don't really feel 100% comfortable telling them every single thing about your life, right? For example, if somebody else came and told you a secret in confidence, you wouldn't go and tell your best friend just because they're your best friend and you tell them everything. Maybe you would. I know some people do that. It's not the right thing to do. But... There are certain things that even your best friend don't need to be made aware of, okay? You know, you don't tell your best friend every single little detail about your intimate life with your significant other. And so in the same way, we want to keep some things personal, sacred, give them reverence, give them respect. They're very special things. And our spirituality can be one of those things as well. It should be, right? Not that we withhold not that we completely hold back, but that we approach it with care. We treat it as a delicate topic. We don't just, you know, blabber about it to anybody and everybody who's willing to listen. It's a very sacred thing that should be treated with respect, okay? So this is how you can approach when it comes to, you know, topics of like, you know, these are people who I tell everything. They want to know everything about me and everything that's going on in my life. Some things need to be a little bit more private, okay? So how then can we, can we navigate this? How can we get our message out if we're not really able to talk about it openly because, you know, people aren't really receptive. Well, what I invite you to do is to think about spirituality. You know, it's all about love, peace, unity, living in the moment, non-attachment, kindness to oneself, kindness to others. Okay. Live those things out. Don't talk about them so much. Let your life itself be the message that you want to let out. Okay. Now, you may find yourself thinking, damn, 
I wish I could just talk about my spirituality and then people would recognize me as a very spiritual evolved person. Yeah, I'm, it's challenging because now we have to not talk about it and live it. But that's really what it's all about, okay? We don't just want to sit here like me, for example, just talking into the internet, typing on a blog, just talking about spirituality. We want to live it. And the real challenge there is what would happen if you don't talk about it at all and you just live it? Can people recognize that? You are doing your best to be the best version of yourself, to be the kindest, to be the most gentle with yourself, with others, right? Let your life itself be the message. So that's one way of navigating this journey of how do we express our spirituality with people who aren't receptive. Let your life be the message, okay? So here's a practice that I sort of came up with after being inspired by Ram Das when he said, Everyone is God in drag. Okay. So when I think about this idea that everyone is God in drag, if you don't know what drag is, it's when you dress up, you know, like a drag queen, dressing up as somebody of the opposite gender, you know, God in drag. Everybody's in a costume, right? Sorry, everybody is God in a costume, pretending to be somebody who they're not. And it's, for fun, it's for show, it's for entertainment, it's for the journey, it's for the, the play, the theatrics, the drama, right? So everybody's God in, dis in drag. Everybody's God in disguise, okay? So when I think about this, I began to imagine that the entire world was like a big, giant Zen monastery. And everyone that I meet is a Zen master in disguise, God in drag, okay? So in Zen... Their teachings, they're a bit quirky, they're a bit strange, they're a little counterintuitive. You know, maybe you're familiar with koans, you know, what is the sound of one hand clapping, that sort of thing. It's very, very mind-boggling teachings, you could say, okay? So when I meet somebody out in the world and they behave in a way that isn't exactly the way that I would like them to behave, I have a choice. I can, you know, resent them for it, wish that they would change, try to change them and that sort of thing. For example, I could talk to them about Kundalini and they may dismiss it. And instead of blaming them or resenting them, I ask myself, what is the Zen master trying to show me? What is their quirky, indirect, hard to wrap my mind around teaching for me today? What are they trying to do? What is God in disguise trying to teach me today? So maybe it's just that I need to stop seeking validation about my spiritual experiences. And so that's why they're not giving it to me. They're, they're dismissing me. They're pushing me away. Maybe it's that I'm getting too caught up in attachment to the mystical phenomena that I'm experiencing as a result of my kundalini process. And I'm losing sight of what it's really all about. And so they are telling me, you know, none of that is real. None of your mystical phenomena is real. It's all something you're making up, it was a dream like you had at night, let it all go. And they're the Zen master, God in disguise, trying to get me to break those attachments in an indirect way, right? So this is what happens when, you know, I recognize that everyone is a Zen master, everyone is God in drag. You know, maybe they're telling me as well, you know, if I say to them something about spirituality and they don't want to listen, they're not receptive, they shut me down, they push me away. Okay, maybe that's God reminding me that nobody needs to tell God about spirituality, right? God knows everything about spirituality. 
You know, the Zen master knows everything about Zen. You don't need to tell the Zen master anything. They know everything. You don't need to talk to them about it, right? And so maybe when they push me away, they're saying, why are you telling me any of this? I'm God. I'm the Zen master. You don't have to tell me any of this, right? So see if you can begin to play this kind of game in your own life. You know, see Zen masters all around you. See God all around you. If they're a feminine uh, person, you can see them as Shakti. If they're a masculine person, you can see them as Shiva. You know, diff different types of, of games that you can play. Now, of course, I'm not perfect at this game. No, this is an ongoing practice that I have. There are many times that I will forget that I'm speaking to a Zen master and get caught up in the drama of, you know, thinking that I'm speaking to a regular person. And then I have to remember that they're a Zen master, that they're God in disguise, that they're Shiva, that they're Shakti, whatever. So I'm not perfect at this. This is an ongoing practice, of course. And I invite you to play this game as well. You can do it not only when it comes to just talking about spiritual topics, but even when you're, you know, find yourself in conflict, when you find yourself having to navigate interesting, challenging, unique situations, see if you can set the intention to see the person as, as who they really are, which of course is God. Okay. But of course, we want to keep in mind here that we don't want to use this practice to spiritually bypass and to let people abuse us or to say, I'm God in disguise so I can punch you in the face and you're God in disguise so you can take it. No, no, we don't want to use any of this, our spirituality, any of our spiritual practices, ideas, philosophies against ourselves or other people. We want to keep that in mind as well. We want to be, you know, reasonable, balanced and use our spirituality for our own benefit, not to justify being abused. You know, if you're in a, an abusive situation, you don't want to say, oh, this is God in disguise abusing me. I should, what is the lesson of the Zen master here today? No, no, no. If you find yourself in that situation, the lesson is get out. Okay. So just keep that in mind. We don't want to use spirituality to uh, bypass our responsibilities as human beings. Now, personally, I don't really talk much about any of this spiritual stuff in my personal life very much anymore. There may be the odd time here and there if I'm, if I'm led into a conversation like this by somebody else. But for the most part, I don't really speak about that. And that may be something that you find hard to believe or you're surprised about because, of course, you know, I'm this spiritual guy. I've given myself the name Brent Spirit. I've got this YouTube channel, podcast, whatever. But honestly, I, I don't really talk about this much at all. Um, I used to. I used to. But eventually I found that just wasn't necessary as much anymore. You know, I do have some really great people in my life that can hold space for me, you know, even if they aren't experiencing spiritual things, they can, you know, be there with me and, and listen to me unconditionally. And then there are some people in my life as well who are experiencing things like Kundalini awakening and whatnot. But as I've matured along this journey, I just don't feel the need to talk about it unnecessarily anymore. I prefer to take the approach of living my message, you know, practicing living my my message, living my truth, living the things that I've realized and awakened to. I prefer to take the approach of, you know, seeing everybody as a Zen master, as God in disguise. You know, I don't need to talk to God about God, for example. But yet I still do have the creative urge, you could say, to express, to let things out, to talk about this stuff. So I do. And that's what this is all about, this YouTube channel that I have, this podcast, this blog, this is my outlet. This is where I let things out. This is where I talk about spirituality. And I just put things out and if people receive it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. It's not a big deal. I just put it out. And this alone is my practice, is my joy, is just putting it out. Not with the intention of people, you know, hitting like or something, but just to put it out because I'm inspired because that's, you know, my calling, right? And so I found that this 
satisfies me. It satisfies my urge to talk about this. Because like I said, you know, we all want to talk about this stuff. It's something we're really passionate about. And so I invite you to consider a similar approach to me. It's very simple. You can just create like a, a blog online. You don't even need to attach your name to it. You can put like, you know, a pseudonym, you know, you can make up a name, whatever. And then you can just write and you can write whatever it is that you're experiencing. You don't have to worry that somebody's going to come and judge you or shut you down or, you know, you know, distance themselves from you if they're a person that you're connected with in your life. You can just express yourself freely, right? And you can satisfy that urge to get this out, satisfy that urge to talk about your spirituality, to also process things by expressing it as well. So keep that in mind. And, you know, you may also make some meaningful connections if people start to kind of, you know, take notice of your work, you know, they may reach out and you can make some some new friends and, and they'll be friends that, you know, are, are able to, to uh, receive your message in a healthy way. But that's my invitation to you. If you feel this like insatiable urge, you can't, you can't control yourself. You want to talk about this all day, every day. You can create a little outlet online and, you know, let it all out and know that people are out there and they're listening. They'll find it eventually. Maybe not, uh, maybe not while you're still around, but, you know, when we put something on the internet, hopefully it's around as long as the internet's around. And so people will be able to find that at some point in the, in the future, at least. So something to keep in mind as well. So to summarize here, you'll naturally have to test the waters yourself to see how people respond to you talking about your spirituality, your Kundalini process. And some of those tests, you know, those experiments, you know, you might mention it to somebody, they will be uncomfortable. They'll be awkward. You know, you'll feel maybe regretful. Why did I talk about that? Now they think this or that about me, or I've pushed them away or I've scared them. It's okay. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. Interestingly for me, there were some people that, you know, this, I would talk about spirituality to and they ran the other direction. And then later on in their life, after they explored whatever they were, they needed to explore, they circled back and they said, Hey Brent, you know, I remember we had that conversation one day and I was just, you know, it really, it just came up in my memory and uh, I just want to reconnect with you. And then, you know, then now they're, you know, traveling the spiritual path with me. These things can happen, but, um, you will have to, you know, find your own way, find your own balance when it comes to navigating this sort of dynamic. You may be lucky. You may be surrounded by some really open-minded people who, you know, genuinely care about you. They genuinely want what's best for you. And, you know, they're not, uh, they're not judging you and they can support you to the best of their ability. And that's fantastic. You may also have some people around you who are experiencing Kundalini awakening. And that's great too, you know, cherish these people. Um, you know, not everybody is, is, is fortunate enough to have this type of company. And uh, I say this because so many people reach out to me and they're like, you know, I've kept this, you know, to myself for decades because I, I just, I just felt like people in my life weren't going to receive it well. And so if you do have people in your life, you know, appreciate them appreciate them they're rare those people that uh, can really receive us you know if you do find yourself feeling lost i invite you to go incognito you know put the outward expression of spirituality and words aside and just practicing everyone as god in disguise you know let your life be the message that you want to share and as well, be open to other people leading you into those spiritual conversations if they feel inspired to. Once you let all of the longing, the desire to want to connect with people on a spiritual level, once you let that go and you learn how to connect with people on a spiritual level without overtly speaking about spirituality, when you learn how to connect with people on a spiritual level who aren't overtly spiritual, when you become comfortable with that, 
then I'm willing to bet life will begin to bring you people that are a little bit more outwardly, overtly spiritual that you can connect with, chat with, have fun with, you know, travel this journey with. If that's something that you know you would like. But in order to get there, we have to be willing to recognize that our spirituality does not make us better than other people. It doesn't make us more, you know, superior. It doesn't mean that people need to revere us, you know, see us as these, these wise beings. If anything, it should make us humble. It should make us, you know, willing to learn from everybody, no matter where they are in life, no matter where you may think they are on the journey. Everyone is God in disguise. Everyone is God in drag. Everyone is a Zen master in disguise. The entire world is a giant Zen mo monastery. There are weird, backwards, quirky, counterintuitive teachings happening all around. And if we're receptive to them, we can learn from them. We can benefit with them from them. And so that's my message for you today. I hope that this has been insightful for you. you know, let me know your thoughts. You can leave a comment. You can send me an email. I would, laugh, I would love to connect with you and chat with you a little bit about this, especially if you're looking for somebody who you know is willing to receive whatever it is you have to share about Kundalini process, about your spiritual process. This is what I live for. This is what I love. The internet is my my uh, my outlet, my little safe space where I can connect with some really awesome people. And so I appreciate whenever you reach out. I really, really do. Thank you so much. You can also visit brentspirit.com. You can find more free content just like this. Like I said, you can check out the other parts of the series as well. You can uh, find out how to contact me with any questions about your journey. I will respond to you. You can also learn about meeting with me one-on-one -on -one if you like, or a video call or an audio call. We can discuss your spiritual process, any challenges, any questions that you might have for me. As well, if you'd like to make a donation to support this work, if you feel called, you can learn about that all at brentspirit.com. So until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Much love and peace.